episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hey everyone, Sean here. Uh, I just want to take a quick minute before the episode starts to do two things. One is a correction. Uh, we got our dates all mixed up. But our live show for this month of September is the 16th. So it'll be this weekend by the time this airs. The way we record it kind of messes with our heads a little bit. But yes, it'll be September 16th, 9pm Eastern Standard Time. That is going to be the Prowler or Teen Wolf, depending on the Patreon voting on that poll. Uh, the second thing I just want to mention while I've got your ear is October 7th at 7 p.m. Tampa Bay Brewing Company will be doing a live show, a live watch along of Halloween 2. If you're in the area, come on down, bring your friends. It's going to be a lot of fun. Florida, Georgia, I don't know when we're going to come down that way again. It's a big area. So if you're in that vicinity, I would say definitely show up. Um, and that's all I've got for you. So enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, students, and welcome to Horror Show High. This is your principal. And despite every movie we've done so far, including today's, telling you the opposite, I will not be sexually harassing you today. Today's lunch is chicken patties, and this week, Professors Joe and Sean are here to tell you about Brad Pitt's launching pad, cutting class from 1989. Have a great day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and cult, other cult classics. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Uh... We got, uh, you, you did a little poll on Instagram for breadstick dunkers. Overwhelmingly unheard of. That's crazy to me. Nuts. Also, people are like, uh, claiming they they couldn't fathom what a breadstick dunker is. It's... (laughs) It's in, the, it's in the fucking title. It's a breadstick. They dunk in right. meat sauce. Right. And then we also had French toast sticks, which was right. the same thing, but just <laughs> French, toast. French toast. Also, also a great day. Dude, yeah, let's keep this conversation going. Because like sometimes you got them when they were like succulent and they just like, melted in your mouth. But then but then you if you got the short end of the stick, you got like real shitty hard, hard ones. Hard one. and fuck up your entire entire rest of the day. <laughs> and your GI. Your GI would never feel the same again after that. Uh your your body could not digest that properly. I, I did chicken patties this week because I loved me a chicken patty. And you squirt a little mayo on it. That's when I learned that I liked mayo That's on great. like a chicken. Oh, oh. What the fuck? I'm 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 not a, I'm not a mayo hater. I just wouldn't put it on a chicken patty. That's the best way. Have you ever tried that? Uh, I'm coming no, over. No, right I'll, I'll be I'll be fair. Yeah, I'll be. Fair. <laughs> you you won't enjoy it. We did 900 degrees outside, and my central air broke, so I'm fucking sweating my dick off. <laughs> Eating chicken patties with mayo in the heat. Dude, it was just immediately, immediately curdle. <laughs> you know, and not to get political here, but everyone was on Michelle Obama's. Ca- 
Everyone was on Michelle Obama's case, I feel like, about like the school lunch thing. I don't even know what the issue was with her in school lunches, but all I can say is anything she would do to improve school lunches is probably a massive upgrade <laughs> to what we fucking ate. So God bless her for trying to get some vegetables in there, because as you can tell by what we're talking about, that shit was not an option. Now, you couldn't even find it. You just ate shitload of carbs or fucking. It's actually funny because they, dude, they shoved that food pyramid, that, sh- that fucking shitty food pyramid down your throat, but then they never, they never adhered to it. And then immediately at hot lunch, they were like, you can eat a giant loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, that's it. That's your options today. I remember when they made the bagel like an alternate option, which. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I found out my son was buying, um, he goes in that for a hot lunch, and he was getting, like, the bagel every time. And I was like, motherfucker, if I'm paying $4 for a fucking school lunch, you're not getting a fucking bagel. <laughs> the, the most blandest, dude, how bland they make those bagels. Dude, they're, they're, dude it's, it's, it's honestly crazy. Like, they don't even, they don't taste like anything, actually. It's not even. Yeah. It's nuts. It's awful. Uh, 3D printed bagels back in But you know what? We are here not today not to talk about bagels, but to talk about uh, the real questions, the hard-hitting questions everyone wants to ask, but they're too big of cowards. The question today is, 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 you think Brad Pitt was still getting pussy at this point, or, or... No. Dude, yes. I mean, okay, wait, but, like, just hear me out. I know he's a handsome guy, but people, are we deluded because we know Brad Pitt as the star now? Like, or were people just like, look at this fucking Shut. loser? I mean, he's okay, handsome okay. as fuck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Listen, uh, yeah, I, I, a fair question. A good question. I will settle this, this question, question right now. Look at donovan leach jr who plays billy and stack him up next to brad. of course he's of course brad was bringing breaking him through the p and that i'm getting flustered i can't even form a sentence yeah that kid of that course plays, he was the kid that plays brian is a fucking i mean i i wrote it down in my notes but i said somewhere in there that he he, he somehow simultaneously looks like he's seven years old and 40 years old at the same time he that's correct that is correct. <laughs> i can't figure out how that's fucking possible <laughs> but also sort of his dad his dad's the singer donovan which if you've seen any of his pictures from like 1965 to 1970 it's the same thing it looks like a toddler or an old like an aging folk artist I did not know. I, I I breezed over that section of um, facts. That's so. Is that you actually know his dad? Yeah, yeah, you do too. He sings uh, "Hurdy Gurdy Man," "Mellow Yellow." Oh shit! Sunshine Superman. Yeah, he has hits after hits. Oh man, and he just like and his sister is uh, Ion Ion. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Ion Sky. She's the girl in "Say Anything." John. Oh, Ioni. I only yeah, that yeah, yeah. sense. Um, oh shit, that's Wybor. crazy. <laughs> Wybor. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of Wybor, uh, come on out October seventh. Uh, the time is, I believe, we're gonna do seven p.m. Uh, seven p.m. October seventh. 
at Tampa Bay Brewing Company. We will be live. Uh, we'd said Halloween 2. I'm sticking with Halloween 2, but I just... Yeah, people are, like it. Oh, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. If people like it, then I'm then I'm going to stick with it. I just had, like, doubts today. I was like, should we be doing Halloween 2? <laughs> granted, granted, the people that are liking it are live in fucking Oregon. So oh, well. Not <laughs> but, but people are liking the choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well that's fine halloween 2 we'll, we'll we'll maybe keep it unless something really strikes me as as i just want to make sure there's something with good ripe picking for for some jokes you know um yeah but no. uh, hopefully hopefully this one will hold up i mean people we hate can. it we'll have fun we'll have fun yeah i love it but we'll have fun with it i love it too shout out to uh shout out to rochelle l who confirmed that the pronunciation is ebor ebor and I'm I refuse to call it anything but Ybor. No, but it's it is Ybor for it's, those it's, for those wondering. <laughs> I think they should actually just change it to the letter Y hyphen bore. I, I, I completely agree. I will pitch it while we're there. Okay, get the mayor, get the mayor on the fucking phone. <laughs> the mayor of Ybor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <The> loser. <laughs> I hope his name is Igor. Dude, what if Igor? <laughs> Igor from Ybor. <laughs> Um, some good jokes. Better jokes than in this. Better jokes than in this quote unquote black comedy, which I, I did not. I actually like this movie a lot, but to I I couldn't a lot. I I yeah, I did a lot. I couldn't tell you though why they would label this a comedy because there's like, I mean, it's not. There's like a couple bits in it, and and that's it, and nothing else is really strikes me as like that i i don't think i laughed once in it there's no more humor than any other slasher which there is like comedic relief right. in any slasher but yeah this is not a this is not one no it's it should not be classified as that it definitely shouldn't it is um it it i i did like it a lot you didn't what were your thoughts no but, actually so when i had never seen it before and it is always on lists as like biggest piece of shit movie ever like brad pitt's <laughs> oh, brad yeah, pitt yeah, yeah. should be ashamed of himself honestly brad pitt is f- perfectly fine in this He's especially great. for a first role i didn't like i wish the payoff was different like it, it was just too obvious they, they threw in all these red herrings they could have done something that made you be like actually like took you by surprise but when the reveal when the reveal happens you're like oh yeah of, like, of course this fucking idiot is the killer yeah he, that's well, the fact okay so the movie we're doing we're doing cut in class 1989 which i already mentioned i guess in the intro um but it just goes whatever listen i'm frazzled (laughs) uh no i agree with you so the that the whole movie you're like it's gotta be this fucking kid that killed his dad right (laughs) like who else would it be who else but Uh who also is creeping around every corner. <laughs> Literally like, a fucking they, psychopath. Yeah, the spoiler alert to the end. They they are emphasizing so hard that he is a creep and possibly the killer that you're like this has to be a fake out. Like it can't be him. It's too on the nose. Like they're making it too obvious that it would be him. But then it's, it's just him. You're like, "Well, okay." <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, and like Joe said, they they tried so hard for you to be like, "Well, it can't be him." But then, literally, like, 
the next scene, they'll be like, by the way, found his file. He definitely killed his fucking dad. Or like, it'll cut to a scene of him being like, Brad Pitt being like, hey, we all make mistakes. And he was like, it wasn't a fucking mistake. I meant to kill that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, well, what, like, why do I need to watch the end of this? Like, what, what the fuck am I doing here? So, yeah, it's fucking weird. And I actually still held out hope to the end that it might be somebody else. And it, it, I did, too, because because they did do a I don't want to say a good job. They did a fine enough job of making you be like, well, maybe it is Brad Pitt because yeah. Brad Pitt's character is a fucking maniac yeah. and he was involved with the murder. Like He was there. Yeah. Uh, the murder of his father. So, like, it could have gone with Brad Pitt. And I would have been much happier if they made the swerve like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, did not. I, I I did I I thought if they did Brad Pitt it would have been like a I think they could have made actually like a classic if Brad Pitt was the killer at the end. Um, I did like this though. Directed by Rospo, a, a classic in you know in, in terms of <laughs> disasters. Okay, like <laughs> horror show classic. All right, although now we're actually doing like real movies, so you're all very welcome. Um, directed by Rospo Pallenberg. Goat name. Rospo. <laughs> Goat name. <laughs> Who did Exorcist 2, which we'll be doing uh, in October. Uh, he had done that in 1977 before doing this one. Um, uncredited. Is he uncredited for Exorcist 2? He is, because John Borman got, got the credit. Oh, that's weird. Well, we'll dig into that in that episode, so stay tuned for the Rospo. Who's the other guy's name? John Borman? Oh, okay, John Borman. He's a, he's a legend. Rospo, Rospo Borman battle. We'll talk about that in a month. Um, but it was straight to DVD, Brad Pitt's first major role, and he is young in this. He is a baby. His voice doesn't even sound like Brad Pitt to me. Like if you close your eyes, you're not thinking Brad Pitt when he talks. Yeah. Do we know his age in this by any chance? I don't. Um, that would have taken too much in for too much time out of my fucking day. (laughs) Brad Brad Pitt. So he, this came out in 89. Brad Pitt was born in, please be a nine. Nope. 63. 63. 63. So he was 28. No, oh wow! Right, he looks twenty-five. 20, he looks seventeen in it. Um, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, you have the you have the the one of the characters, Brian, who we'll talk about. Um, and that was the Donovan kid. Uh, he was in he he made a bunch of movies too, man. B- Breaking Two, the Blob remake. I shot Andy Warhol. Um, and he tried out for Bill Preston in uh. The Adventure, uh, Bill and Ted's, which one's the first Excellent one? Adventure. Excellent Adventure. Excellent Adventure, yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but lost it to Keanu. Going up. You, can you imagine this fucking mope as fucking <laughs> yeah, dude. Bill Preston? I don't know. I This guy, I feel like this guy is his personality. Like, I don't know. He, he does it too well. He's in a band called Camp Freddy as well with uh what's his name dave navarro he's in a band with dave navarro yeah like currently i guess it would make sense i don't know i don't know what they're doing (laughs) yeah they were they were formed recently oh okay okay that makes sense because like dave navarro 
Yeah. Uh, you got a character, you got Jill Sholin, who plays Paula, our lead, who is a scream queen, man. Chiller, the stepfather, Phantom of the Opera, Popcorn, and a Stranger Calls Back. That made me really- We hated Popcorn, and I want to rewatch it. I feel like we fucked up on Popcorn. I think Popcorn's a a redo. A a redo. You know, people have been, uh, I did a little- movie pick thing on uh instagram for a charity thing i was doing and uh people were like did you do this and i was like i don't know but i, I could do it again <laughs> <laughs> at this point yeah i'll i'll just duplicate it it's fucking fine it's anything yeah anything pre-2020 give it to us because guess what it'll probably be an entirely different episode where we're like would. <laughs> where, we're, where we have a totally different opinion on all all the matters in the movie so Great. <laughs> it'll just be like an entirely new episode um she's good she also dated Keanu to go back to Keanu I feel like everything yeah. kind of ties together with the horror show in this one uh because you got Roddy McDowell who yep We'll be we'll see him again in a couple weeks for class of 1984. He is so awesome in everything he does. And like this movie, I, I'm not gonna call him awesome because he's a creep piece of shit, but like he doesn't need to be going that hard as a creep piece of shit principal in this movie, but he is. He's he's giving it as his all. You know, I made that joke in the intro, but like what every single one of these fucking movies has a teacher sexually assaulting or sexually harassing everyone in the school. <laughs> This, especially this one, blow that entire school off the <laughs> Well, this one, it's so unnecessary to the plot that it's like, why, why the fuck did you even include that? <laughs> there's no resolve to any of that. No, no. Dude, there's no payback. Roddy lives. Roddy sees. Roddy lives. <laughs> and the girl doesn't even acknowledge it to anyone. Like, she doesn't disclose, be like, hey, like, I'm like super uncomfortable. Or like, she doesn't grow as a character from this. No. Like, it, they're just there to harass her. <laughs> That's her life. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. And Roddy, of course, also in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Of course. <laughs> Famously. Uh, you also have the guy that played Gene Parmesan from Arrested Development, Martin Martin Mull, who looks. That's where you're going. Oh, Sean, are you going to say what I'm. He looks 50 years older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then that he doesn't anything that he he's done in the past old. 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's in everything ever. So, yeah, I think of him as Gene Parmesan for sure. But, I mean, he's everywhere. He's in everything. But, yeah, he somehow looks older in this one <laughs> than anything he's ever done. Um, and finally, you got Robert Mac- McRae, I think is how it's pronounced. Um Who's in a ton of stuff, but I honestly only wrote down his name because I thought he was Otho from Beetlejuice, and he is not. <laughs> he, he looks just, we're on the same page. He looks just like him. Dude, just he, like him. he looks identical to Glenn Shaddix uh, from Beetlejuice. I, 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 the whole movie, I was like, that'll be a fun riff. We could talk about Beetlejuice for a second and that Otho character because he kind of bugged me out as a kid. And then it's not Otho, so. Yeah, it's not. He, there's in that first time you see him, you're like, he's like wearing the same outfit. So I was like, Young Otho. I was like, this is so yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I can I highlight two other people. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Uh, Dirk Blocker as Coach Harris. Who's I love that character in this movie. He's great. If you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, he's Detective Hitchcock. 
Oh, holy <laughs> shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Wait. Because he, he's so young in this, but then when like you put two and two together, like, holy shit, it's just fucking, he's young. I need to look, I need to look, that's so mental. I'm sorry, I'm looking at a picture of him just because that's so crazy to me. I feel like yeah. even, I feel like even Hitchcock now looks a little bit, <laughs> they look like the same age. Because he looks old as shit in this movie, too. Like, I mean, he doesn't look like he doesn't look old as shit. He looks like a he doesn't look like a young man, though. No. And this is 35 years ago. It's fucking mental. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Who else did you? Uh, we have Nancy Fish as Mrs. Knox, Mrs. Knox, the uh, vice principal. And she's Mrs. Peenman from The Mask. I love that they just this is Peenman. Yeah, I do. I was about to say, I love how they give this woman the worst names in fucking cinema history. Because <laughs> I started literally, you know, I didn't write her name down once in this because until the vice principal actually became a character at the, in the last fifteen minutes of the movie, um, like a main character, I didn't write down her name because the character name was so fucking stupid and pissed me off so much. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I mean, yeah, she was pretty useless as a character. Wow. Yeah. No, she. And we had a uh, screenwriter Steve Slavkin who wrote uh, and created "Salute Your Shorts" in 1991. So. so he went from this, and then he was like, "I've got an idea." Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is kind of on the same field as "Salute Your Shorts" with like the wacky school characters. Definitely, he, yeah. Definitely that vibe. I'm sure his first pitch to Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon was like, hey, how about the camp counselors don't sexually assault the uh, <laughs> children? He's like, uh, all so, right. Well, I'll change change all that to fart jokes. <laughs> give, a, give, a, give a little, take a little. One for them, one for me. <laughs> Can we leave in the, the demented fucking plumber that kills people? And they're like, I, I guess. Z- Zeke? <laughs> Zeke the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Can we leave in the got- awful waffle? <laughs> Which like scared me as a kid to think that that might actually potentially happen. Like if I went to camp, which I didn't, but like, I was like, man, if I- that's a good reason not to go to camp. That was a real fear. People always talk about the awful waffle. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. You pulled, poured syrup on a tennis racket and spanked them. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insane. Uh, this guy might have invented that. Um, were you, were you going to say something? I thought I interrupted you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the soundtrack had multiple songs by Wall of Voodoo, and none of them were Mexican radio, which was, <laughs> impressive, was an impressive, impressive thing to pull off. That's a funny joke. <laughs> That's uh. I did not know that's the band. Uh, I I I didn't hate the song that we started the sh- the movie with. It's like a it's very new wave. I didn't realize that they were a new wave band. They are, yeah, they are. Um, very new wavy. But there was a song that they played then at the end, just like almost on repeat on a loop. Uh, that was like, what was the song? It was like, I'm a man. Oh, it was like, man talk. 
<laughs> give me the man talk. Like, what the fuck does that mean? That's almost as convoluted as everything Brian says in the last fucking 45 minutes of this movie. Who, who we, the, I, dude, actually, you know what? I take it back. The guy that wrote this and salute your shirt should be fucking murdered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever wrote the dialogue for Brian needs to just be strung up because like it's, it's dialogue so insane dude later oh i'm so excited to talk about it. when he's like hey improvising on yankee doodle dandy and doesn't fucking rhyme or make any sense whatsoever and you're like the fuck wrote this and then he doubles down on it says it again <laughs> well i have good news for wall of voodoo they did not sing or perform or write or perform man talk. That was some asshole named Andy Preboy who also performed man talk in Chud Two, Bud the Chud. No fucking he did three way. other, did three other songs for that. So. You know, I was, so, uh, Oh, that, that's wait. Chud is, wait. Chud is on Sorry. our upcoming, one of our upcoming movies in, I think November. Um, which did we do Chud on the show? I realized today. Did we do Chud or no? I actually don't know. Cause I feel like we talked about Chud, and I know we've talked about Bud the Chud like a lot. Like in our early days, we often referenced Bud the Chud. We did. Uh, we should definitely do both of them. I know. That's what I'm thinking now, especially now knowing that <laughs> that man talk is also in that. Well, I'll I'll watch well. it. Well, I take back my apology to Wall of Voodoo because Andy Preboy is the lead singer of Wall of Voodoo. <laughs> I need a side project that sounds identical to my current project. <laughs> Dude, his debut album came out in 1990 called Upon My Wicked Son. And Man Talk is, uh, where is it? Track six. <laughs> oh, it's a deep cut. <laughs> it's a B-side. Um, cause that kid that plays Brian, all, like you said, he's a musician also. And he had a band prior to this too. And, uh, wait, is he in that band? What? Wall of Voodoo? No, the side project. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, is who, is who in it? A Andy Preboy? <laughs> or Donovan? Donovan. Camp Freddy? No. He was in a different band. What 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 is the name of this fucking movie? Cutting. He's, he's in a song called uh, Nancy. He's in a band called Nancy Boy. Oh, Nancy Boy, with uh, the, with the son of one of the monkeys. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't them. Okay, ah, there goes that f fun joke. Fun jokes I could have had there. Um, all right, let's get into this movie. Man talk. Man talk. <laughs> Talking about the man talk. <laughs> it was fucking insane. They start playing that. And it's played throughout the like the rest of the end of the movie. It's just like constantly just comes on and you're just like And it's like his threatening song. It's like the killer's like threatening song. And it's like that's it wouldn't scare anyone really. So we open up to we meet Paula and her dad. Her dad is uh Gene Parmesan. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whichever you prefer to call him. Gene or Martin, his real name. Uh, so we open to Paul and her dad. Um, and 
Paul's dad is dressed like Elmer Fudd uh, and about to go on a hunting trip. Uh, she won't let him read the newspaper because it would upset him, which mm. the only reason I note that is two reasons, actually. One is the newspaper tells us that <laughs> some kid that killed his dad is being released out into the public, which is an insane headline. And two, what a nice time uh, 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 to live where you literally all you had to do was not read the newspaper and then you didn't have to fucking hear, listen to fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or get fucking stressed out or fucking riddled with anxiety. You imagine that? Because like she's like, Dad, the paper riles you up every time. Don't read it. And he's like, Yeah, you're probably right. And that's it. He won't <laughs> That was your only source. He it- won't hear the news ever. He won't hear what's going on. He can just go out and fucking shoot the ducks that he wants to shoot. And I was like, for, really honestly, in that moment, I was so fucking jealous. I was like, that's amazing. What a world. Yeah, dude. Ignorance is bliss. Dude. You're so much happier the less you know. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine just going on vacation not knowing what the fuck is happening 24-7? Sounds incredible. Sounds fucking <laughs> incredible. Honestly, honestly, of all the things that made me want to delete all of my social media, this was the moment where I was like, holy shit. What a fucking life that is. Just even even more impressive how pessimistic my dad was about about things in, throughout the 90s That's, constantly screaming about the end being near cuz he can't read there are some there, there are some joe dad moments in uh in this movie for sure that that reminded me of your dad there's, there's especially like with these teachers right like it, mainly mainly being like why would you listen to teachers? You know what I mean? Or, or like the very, dude, the very end of the movie when Jean Parmesan sees his daughter again, I was like, that's the most Joe's dad reaction of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you save the day and he's like, "You, why the fuck are you out of school? Are you One, 1000%. <laughs> you literally saved the fucking day and he'd be like, hey, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Today's the only school day. The day. Not only did you save the day, but he survived like a terrible, you know, a terrible ordeal, and then almost died again by, by a runaway car. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, so th- yeah, so so that's that's that. Uh, so the dad wants to go out and shoot some mallards for some fucking reason. I don't know why. He and he's an ex district attorney, so he goes on his trip. And there's just some humor here where he's out and I'm going to bring this up only because later it makes no sense. He goes out so far to the point where people are like, you fucking city slicker and like spitting on him and rubbing dirt on him, Um, which will does not come. does not matter whatsoever. I just need to make a point later in the movie. Um, But yeah, so they, they, they're not too keen on him going out to shoot mallards, but he does anyway and he's out in the middle of the swamps and uh he's he's doing his best and then we see someone pop up and we hear a miss a male voice say <laughs> mr district attorney over here and then shoots him with a bow and arrow <laughs> oh, <Barton> was like, huh? <laughs> uh, mr district attorney over here uh yeah so shot shot dead and presumably because he is a district attorney. So, 
gives that away <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. It's so on the nose. Like, gee, it can't be that guy that just just returned from the uh, psych ward. Especially 45 minutes into the movie when they're like, oh, and by the way, my dad put him away forever. <laughs> I found an audio tape of my dad begging them to put him away for life. <laughs> <laughs> that audio tape is nuts. It's fucking diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because at the end he's right. That's the weird part about this movie. The the movie is so bizarre. Um, wait, wait. Can we talk about? The, uh, I mean, we'll get there. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, I know, I know. Like, I want to hop around on this one too. Um, so then we meet Brad Pitt, who loves his fast car so much so that he almost runs over a kid. Which not his fault, by the way, whatsoever. Like the kid just fucking rolls out into traffic. Um, but, but it is his fault when he like shit talks the mother who's like in a moment of panic. Cause her kid almost just got run over and he like pulls up and is like, same time tomorrow. And like speeds away. Like shit talking a mother that almost just lost her child. And quite frankly, Brad should have been pretty terrified in that moment also. For sure. <laughs> I'd be mortified. <laughs> From there we go to, uh, what appears to be a terrorist bomb making lesson. Um, <laughs> For, for a science class, which this is where Otho, Otho's doppelganger comes in. He's the, he's the science teacher and he's just telling these kids how to make weapons. He's like, and that's how you make mustard gas. And he's like, now we're going to talk about making a fucking sodium bomb. Uh, and the entire, the entire, dude, my favorite part of this is he's telling them how to make weapons basically. And he shows him, he, he uses a tiny piece of sodium, puts it in water and it, Makes a small explosion. And then he's like, that was a small piece. Imagine what this would do. And he holds up a fucking 40 pound fucking brick of sodium. And for some reason, the class applauds. <laughs> it's like a fucking threat. It's like an implied threat. Like I also, also would have been amazing to come back into play. Like using that to blow up something. Well, they do. It does come back to play. Wait, what do they blow up? He tries to blow up Brian with it. Oh. That's what that was. That's what that okay. was. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Uh, that scene makes no sense because he tries to, later on, Brad Pitt will try to make a bomb out of it and it fails. And the fucking killer's like, you fucking idiot. That's a rock. How would any of us know that? And he's like. He's saying it as if we all were in, like, we all, he's like, you should have paid attention in school. That's a rock. No, no. Like, we watched, we watched the scene and he said it's sodium. Like, the fuck out of here, Brian. You fucking pissing me okay, off. Okay. I get it now. Fucking incel weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, this motherfucker's wearing a fedora. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> not in the movie, but no, in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Today. He would be today. Sending unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and saying m'lady. Um, dude, actually, the fact that he didn't say that in this is fucking crazy because he, he, it, it fit his MO very well. Um, so that's, that's that scene. We cut back to Paul, by the way. So I was like a little, I was a little stoned when I was watching this last night. And by little, I mean a lot. I could not figure out for for 
half of this movie. I finished it today. I couldn't figure out half of this movie last night, whether Paula was like three different people that I was just all calling Paula or, or she was just one person. Dude, her looks change so often because the first time you see her, she looks like a, a grandmother. She's wearing like a giant fucking jacket, like a suit jacket and like one of those weird ivory collar things that they that they wore and i was like oh that's so fucking weird and then next thing you know she's a, she's a little cute little cheerleader and you're like and then i was like i don't think these are the same people but uh i'm just gonna keep calling them paula and hope for the best uh Dude, turns out I was her right. being like her being like a professional cheerleader and brad pitt being like a highly recruited basketball player was such a shock to me because nothing elude like nothing tips you off to that at any point until you see it. No, and also weirdly is I could not figure out for it wasn't until like later in the movie I couldn't figure out if this was high school or college because the shit that they're doing is so nuts. Like their art class is nuts. The shop is nuts. Uh, the science class is fucking insane for high school. So I, I thought it was college at first, but it is not. It is definitely high school. Um, we then meet Brian, who for sure listens to the Smiths. That's <laughs> if I say that and you picture it, you got it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Just 1989 listens to the Smiths. This is that's what he looks like. You nailed it. Um, Brian has a thing for Paula. But Paula is dating Brad Pitt, although you wouldn't, you could not tell by her actions in this movie because the entire movie, she's like, I don't know, this Brian guy is pretty great. She's all about Brian. Which is nuts. <laughs> like, we'll see, like, she is together with Brad, but she does nothing with him ever. No, no. She almost hates him. Um <laughs> And it's funny because in most situations, I'm with Brad on his, the way he treats Brian. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be that way or not. I'm judging by your reaction. I'm going to say it's a no. I guess I shouldn't be team Brad. But like the kid's a fucking psycho. The kid is fucking crazy. He's just showing up around every corner. He just, and by the way, listen, you just got out of the psych ward for killing your dad. You're not Do yourself, yourself some favors. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Like, just <laughs> behave for a while. Just act normal as possible. Just, yeah. Just for just, a little bit. You're hiding in the art room and then, like, rolling yourself out. <laughs> Give it six months before you start acting like a total fucking weirdo. Like, let people get to, like, just act normal for, like, it's literally his first day and he's just creeping around staring at people. And you're like... Yeah, you're you're not you're not doing yourself any favors here. Go back. Go back to work. <laughs> Brad like Brad and Paula are at a hot dog stand where they're having a good time. They're they're having a great time and Brad's like, "Hey, I'm going to go get something. What do you want?" And she's like, "A hot dog." And Brad's like, "Okay." He turns and leaves. And then Brian just pops up out of nowhere and is like, "Hot dog for a lady." <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's what he said because that is that it's what he does vibe. is the nineteen is the nineteen eighty nine version of of what they would <laughs> of them saying that today. It truly is, and she's like, "Oh my god, how did you know that's what I wanted?" First of all, it's a fucking hot dog shack, hot dog stand. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, the, and his response is, it's fucking the craziest response. Like, this is, honestly, you should be locked up alone for this response. His response to that was, you had that look. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Imagine saying that to a woman who's like, how did you know I wanted a hot dog? You look in your eyes. I could just tell by looking at you, you wanted a fucking big old hot dog. Like, forget the sexual connotation. It's just fucking insane to say that somebody looks like they wanted a hot dog. Like, who the fuck? Uh, That's fucking crazy. And then Brad shows back up. And he has a great moment here where he's like, he sees Brian and he sees the hot dog. And they're like, hey, dude, like, Br- Brian already helped her for a hot dog. And he's like, get in the car. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what? And he's like, get in the car. <laughs> a very, like, Ben Stiller and heavyweights moment with the, uh, get on the scale. Get on the scale. <laughs> get off the scale. <laughs> uh it was it was good. And and then Brad proceeds to talk to Brian. And this is where we learn Brian was the one in the psych ward for killing his dad. And Brad is like, hey, yeah, we used to be friends. But you killed your fucking dad. And <laughs> now you're acting like a fucking weirdo. So leave me the fuck alone. And listen. I'm I wish with, you wrote the script. It's so much better. I stand with Brad on this. <laughs> okay, so to to your original comment, yeah. yes, Brad Brad is in the right here. Yeah, but then like also, hey, hey Brad, this guy's a fucking loon. Right? Well, that- you're aware of this. You're con- you're confronting him on on this fact. Maybe when you go to gym class and he's climbing up the rope, don't shake it until he falls to the ground and like mercilessly torment him because it, it, he might go back to his old ways. You know. Yeah, and there's a weird moment later in the movie where Brad has like kind of a an about face, and you're like, oh. Brad and him are going to get along now. And that is the most short-lived little turn. <laughs> Dude, the next, the next scene, he's like, look at this fucking freak piece of shit. Do they walk down the, the, the hallway together? Yeah. And they're like the best friends that you've ever seen. <laughs> it's so weird. It lasts so short. It's it's maybe a scene and a half where that where they're where they're buds. Um anyway. <laughs> Uh, so he he tells him to leave him and Paulo alone, which he's right. Uh, Brad, we cut to Brad wearing the dad suit in a weird romance scene, and he looks like he's so small he looks like David Spade. It's fucking wild. Uh, he's also comparing his dick to Paul's dad, which I'm sure is great for Paula. Uh, <laughs> Paula. Paula. Then we go to the art class the next day. Uh, where again, like this is supposed to be high school and they're like, Paul is going to be posing for us in a bathing suit. (laughs) Imagine you found out your kid was doing that. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to fucking, and this is what made me think of your dad too. Well, and also my parents, which was just like in our generation, which was our parents telling us just to listen to teachers and shit like this, everything out of the teacher's mouth pissed me off in this. It was all that horse shit. It was just like the most insane. Yeah, you were shit. you anything that they like it's such a double-edged sword cuz now it's like nobody wants to listen to the teachers at all. Yeah. There's there's no there's no middle ground, but to your point, our parents were like whatever the teacher says is gospel. Yeah. No. These teachers these teachers are fucking idiots. 
<laughs> all due respect to our educators out there, but no, you're, I'm talking about I'm talking about like. 80s, 90s educators oh, get God. fucked. Can you imagine? <laughs> I feel like you didn't even need a college degree at that point. Dude, Norton School, I, I know for a fact because I subbed there after college, and there were still ones that were there when, when we were yeah. you know students. And they were always complaining about how like how like curriculums exist now. <laughs> we could just, you know, we, teach what we wanted. We could just fucking show you Probably guys the cartoons. <laughs> yeah. You could just wheel in the TV and show you a fucking hatchet the movie where a guy's eyeball falls out. Can you imagine showing that to kids today? Oh my god, that's fucking mental. That was fifth grade. That was fifth grade we watched Hatchet. Yeah. Guy's eyeballs out. Classic. Yeah. That fucking guy. Did he do the the gifter, the wisher, the the gift man? Uh, the wisher. The giver? The giver. No, that's that's no. That's I think that's Lois Lowry. Uh that movie they, that book sucks. Dude, that's a great book. What are you talking Pulitzer about? Pulitzer, my ass. The only thing I remember is learning what the word annex meant. That's all I remember from that book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so invalid. At least invalidated <laughs> everything I just said about it. <laughs> so anyway, um, Paula goes to her art class uh, and she's posing. And then while this is happening... You see in the background, Brian pops up from behind a fucking statue. It's honestly like Looney Tunes-esque. Correct. It's fucking insane. And like falls over the statue. And then like the art teacher's like, oh, you piece of shit. Come here. Come here. And you're going to pose too. (laughs) Dude, Dude, that is the most insane part about this. Like Brian's actions should be the most insane thing. But then the art teacher's like, hey, you creeping in here. You're like, oh, thank God. They're going to... Get rid of this idiot. <laughs> Kick him out of the school. And he's like, you're going to pose with her. And it makes him pose like lip to lip. <laughs> the most compromising position that they're in. This poor woman is put through a fucking ringer of assault in this fucking film. Of just constant, like, it's fucking, not, like, because, like, okay. You see a kid creeping in an art class where your your model is in a bathing suit. You're like, that's why he's here. <laughs> you don't. Reward him, putting her lip, putting him reward him by putting putting him on top of her. <laughs> Fucking mental. Um, I'll teach you. Yeah. The, the, and now we're how many movies have we done now? How many school movies have we done? Three. This is our third. Three. And all three of them <laughs> have these compromised school staff, just sexually inappropriate school staff. Um. And we then we get introduced to Roddy McDowell, who is so gross. So fucking gross. His dialogue is nuts. I wouldn't have done it. Well, you look like a fucking sexy piece piece of ass. (laughs) Get more gorgeous every day. Everything he says makes my skin crawl. And it's it's not hidden whatsoever. It's not in it's not innuendo. He just No. He's just talking. He's just (laughs) saying exactly (laughs) what he feels. Um, and he invites her into his room. I don't. Oh yeah, he he does. He invites her into his room, and he like puts her cheerleader uniform on the ground, so she has to bend over and pick it up. And he's like, yes, staring at her ass. Like her ass is bare; it's, it's exposed. She's just wearing a skirt, so he's looking at her exposed ass, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening here? 
And then he's like, you can change in front of me. It's fine. Like, it is honestly so fucking grossly inappropriate. Like, it's fucking, you know, you're right. Like, this is actually somehow creepier than the the two that were sleeping with the fucking students in that last one. Because this is just like, this is like scary that he hasn't done it yet. <laughs> or like. Yeah, he is a villain with, with no payoff as we were. No payoff. Like you said, I don't, no disrespect to Roddy McDowell. I why did you agree to this? What? That's after the first line read, I'd be like, Hey, maybe once I read through and I was like, okay, well this guy's going to die. And then like, he's like, Oh, this he's like the only guy that lives. (laughs) (laughs) The final guy, (laughs) the final guy who's the perverted (laughs) fucking principal. That was fucking nuts. (laughs) Well, we have one, we only have one death under our belt so far. One death. I'll use air quotes here for the time being. Um, but we cut to the art teacher who is pushed into a fucking kiln and roasted. And I love this kill mostly because of the shot from the exterior of the school, which is shows an exhaust like on top of the school. It's just pouring out black smoke. Yeah, it's cool. I, I really dug that. Um, the, the kill pace is weird in this though, cause they hit you with these two and I think that's it for a while. Yeah. 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 Because then we have to go through the, <laughs> the tapes, <laughs> the, the file scene oh and then God. like the field trip scene and then the recruiter scene. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a while. this is fucking nuts. So there's so much I can skip. This this these mystery ones are tough to to write notes for because you're like, does this have a payoff later? Does this have a payoff later? Like Dwight and Paula have a flat fight, so I wrote that down. Fun fact, it doesn't even fucking matter. And I think that was one of the reasons I thought I might have mixed up Paula with another girl because the next scene they're together and they're fine. And I was like, oh, that can't. He must have went and got another girlfriend or something <laughs> that looks exactly <laughs> like her. Uh, but whatever. Uh, we get a janitor, a very angry janitor. He's a red herring. The angriest. <laughs> the, the, literally the most angry guy in all time. He's just miserable. Um, and Brian is stalking Paula's fucking house by hiding behind a bush across the street. Also, Brian is riding a Pee Wee Herman bike around town. This guy is doing himself, like, literally, like, it's got fucking ribbons coming out of the handlebars. And it's got it's that low rider cruiser style, dude. This kid is doing himself zero fucking favors in terms of not looking like a psychopath. <laughs> Re-entering society, and they're like, "Here's your state issued psycho bike," <laughs> and and goth clothes, and and also his re-entrance to society was front page news. <laughs> yeah, so like people sh- people should be aware <laughs> that he's here yeah, they really should at first i was like isn't that insane and then i was like oh no i guess that's not insane like that guy killed killed somebody <laughs> which the whole movie you're waiting for the payoff of them to be like fun fact brian doesn't do it and there is a moment where you're like oh this is it we're gonna find out brian didn't kill his dad and then it's yes. not that it's not that they could have done it so easily. Like it's there that that plot is still there. They could, they could have done it. It was just this giant thread hanging there. Um, 
but yeah, so so Brian Brian is stalking her house because she's alone because her dad's on this hunting trip, aka shot with a bone arrow. Um, but Brad Pitt and the crew show up, and Brad Pitt is like, "Hey, you know it would be super fucking funny if we looked at Brian's fucking prison files." And for whatever reason, Paula has the key. But it's not the key to the police station, which I assumed it would be. <laughs> it's a school to a. It's a key to a file cabinet in the school. In the school. <laughs> in the school, and she has the key because she's a good student. And <laughs> Wait. Is that what? She, is that how they did it? Oh, I, <laughs> I missed that. That's the funniest explanation for that because you could have easily just been like. It's in a file cabinet in my dad's office because he's the district he's attorney. The district attorney. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was like a police key. <laughs> that is my favorite thing. So, <laughs> Dude, this is one of those moments where you, I imagine it's like so frustrating as an actor because I feel like somebody had to have gone up to the director and been like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just put the file cabinet in my dad's office and we open it? There, because that makes so much more sense, doesn't it? And my dad's not home, and we could open his file cabinet, and it would make everything makes logical. And he's like, "No, it's you're gonna break into school. (laughs) That's how it is. (laughs) And break into the file cabinet. And the reason you have the key is because you were a good student. Because that's a thing that happens. (laughs) Oh, that's so fucking funny. A key to a file cabinet full of the deepest, darkest secrets of its students oh man so they go get the file and brad pitt has a moment here where he's like hey man this is like kind of fucked up like what they did to this kid like because they find out he electrocuted they he had shock therapy and um this other asshole gary (laughs) fuck who this guy is is like this is so fucking funny i can't wait to show the school and like runs away with it like what the fuck? Which you kind of feel bad for Brian in this. Sure, movie. sure. And but then you see <laughs> that Brian has also managed to sneak into the school and is in the same room with them, and is hiding behind a water jug that is magnifying his face thirty-five times the size, and somehow, no- dude, they are filling up <laughs> like cups of water. And they don't see him. And the entire water bottle is his big stupid face's reflection. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. This movie is filled with um moments like that. Like we're gonna we're about to talk about one right now, but where people are just like screaming for help and um there's hundreds of people around and everyone just is like, huh. <laughs> Must have misheard that cry for help that is most definitely human. Uh, which brings us to this field trip scene where, which blew my, this 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 fucking scene blew my mind. We go on a field trip. This is probably the, the dark comedy aspect. Because oh. it is. Mar- Martin Mull, anytime Martin Mull is on It's dark scene, comedy. It's, it's comedy. Yes. That's the, that's one of the only bits that, that is 100% comedy. But it's also insane to see in this movie. And it's so, it's so bizarre to to cram into this movie, but I love it. Um, so they go on a field trip with the science teacher who 
they go to the swamps where Paul's dad's dead. But turns out Paul's dad is fucking alive and laying in a swamp and just like barely able. And keep this in mind for the next time we see him. Barely able, <laughs> barely able to speak and laying in a swamp for seemingly days at this point. For days. Like he's probably <laughs> so dehabilitated. Right? <laughs> and and he's laying there and he's like, help, help. And he's just barely gasping out helps. And <laughs> and no one is listening to him. The science teacher steps on his stomach and walks steps over on him. Steps on him. And one of them claims that they hear bullfrogs, yeah. which is Martin Mole gasping. Yeah. One of the kids is like, do you just hear that? And he's like, it's a bullfrog, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. It's stepping on someone's stomach dude, dude, in and, a swamp. And pretending that you don't. Dude, stepping on anything like slightly dude, human or animal, you're like, you notice it immediately. <laughs> Just anything different than the train that you've been walking in, you, you would just react immediately. Be like, what the fuck did I just step in? <laughs> like, when you step in dog shit, you, oh, know, yeah, you have you shoes on. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping on a human? <laughs> Stepping on Gene Parmesan. A live one? That, <laughs> dude, a live one that fucking reacts. And has an arrow through its it? chest. <laughs> oh, um, I guess we should point out that uh, we see the arrows in the school. Like pretty, we saw this a while ago, but yes. it has has grass from from the marsh that he's in. So we know that it was it was somebody at the school. That is a good point. I I, I purposefully did not bring that. I had that noted and was like, I'm going to go over that, and I don't know why. But yeah, no, that makes sense. So yeah, it's definitely somebody in the school, <laughs> um, and potentially maybe a gym teacher, somebody who has access to that bow and arrow. Um. It's not. It's not at all. And you know that. You know that immediately. But <laughs> they had the pieces, man, for such a good whodunit. Like, they really could have. I, I still like it. I still like it as a slasher. I think it's a pretty good slasher. Um, although, given the time period, I guess it could have been better. 89. Yeah. They could have gone a little harder on that. Uh, the last two movies we did were 81. Yeah, right? okay. You know what? I, I'm giving it that 81 rub, and I, I, you're, you're probably right. I should probably tone down my excitement. I think it's just doing that like late 70s, early 80s gore compared to this. I was like, this is so thrilling. People are actually dying. Um, So we go to the big game, which I guess was a thing, because Brad Pitt plays basketball, and the there's a recruiter there. Uh, and Dwight fucks up his tryout instantly, uh, first by making out before the game and the coach, dude, this, this is, this was the scene that like, didn't remind me of your dad, but I was like, your dad would take this guy's side for sure. Like this coach's side and like looking at it, the coach is like such a douchebag. Like you would never, you like the coach in the, his, Dwight's dad show up and see him making out with a girl. And the coach is like, well, my guys practice for one hour before every game. So I don't know if he's got what it takes. And I was like, that's so insane. And I was like, oh man, if that was, if Joe's dad heard that, he'd be like, Joe, you fucking idiot. Dude, next, next time you see him, ask him, ask him what would happen. <laughs> he saw me doing that 30 minutes before a football game. <laughs> 
And record it, please. <laughs> Dude, also, uh, hey, coach, uh, I, I don't think that's a great idea to practice for a fucking hour before a game. Just exhaust your players. <laughs> it's that old fucking way of thinking. Coaches were so fucking stupid. <laughs> Let's fucking burn them out. Let's make sure they never want to play this ever again. They're fucking yeah. absolutely fucking miserable doing this. <laughs> playing this game. <laughs> Let's make sure they fucking hate it when they get out there. Um. Anyway, while all this is happening, Brian is just walking around looking fucking insane and staring at Paula like staring a hole through her um two characters that we kind of met colleen and gary they're like the opposite couple of brad and paula um colleen a william forsyth's girlfriend in stone cold oh really yeah fuck that's so cool i i fucking love stone cold so much um colleen colleen is paula's friend she dates Gary, who hangs out under the bleachers. To doing that gag in 1989 is like the biggest 1950s gag. Let's smooch under the bleachers. Looking up skirts under the bleachers. <laughs> so he pulls down Colleen under the bleachers with him to you know steal a steal a kiss. Uh, but is immediately. Oh, oh. Can I just highlight Colleen is she's a high schooler cheering in front of parents, presumably hers and ones that she knows or that her parents know. Uh, and she takes off her, her underwear. So every time that she cheers and bends over, everyone can see everything. Yeah. That was like her prank to them. It, she like, was like, good. yeah. Prior to this scene, she takes off her underwear and is like, got to give them something to cheer for. What? Don't do that. <laughs> Imagine it's fucking psychotic. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And then, uh, basically, a a portrait of me in the front row while she's like cheering because this kid is like fucking girl's got no fucking underwear on. And most flustered kid on earth. And I was like, oh, that I get that. <laughs> I'd probably fucking pass the fuck out. <laughs> Saw that in real life. Um, but yeah, no, that that was bizarre, but. She gets pulled down under the bleachers with Gary, who immediately gets his throat slit. And Colleen also gets got. And I love this scene because they're screaming under the bleachers, surrounded by hundreds of people. Not a single person notices. No, but but the, the team wins at the same moment. So well, everybody's screaming. I know. But, like, Colleen's hand is sticking out and, like, goes down slowly like a fucking, like, it's drowning. <laughs> Like a hand no, drowning no, underwater. Is, I, I'm sure somebody would have been like, "Hey, hey, that that scream sounds a bit different. <laughs> Somebody's being murdered below me." It's also, but <laughs> this is a universe where you can step on people in a marsh. That's true. Let's let's difference. go with that universe where. And this is the other moment I was talking about where people are just like oblivious to whatever's happening around them. Um. Brian ends up watching Dwight and Paula make out after the game and. Gets mad and punches the car with them in it. Dude, honestly, Brad Pitt is playing it so fucking cool. And, like, he's just irritated by this fucking freak Brian. And I get it. Because it's just, like, everything. Why are you around? And, like, he's never, like, I'm going to beat the shit out of him for hitting my car. He's just, like, 
Fucking Brian, dude. Like, this fucking guy's serious. And for some reason, Paula is like, a, Paula's about it. And that's fucking insane. That's more insane. About, about Brian? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, she's about yeah. it with Brian. She, if, I, if I were Brad, I'd be like, you know what? Forget <laughs> it. Fucking forget it. I'm out of here. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> you like this fucking weirdo? Um. Anyway, Dwight ends up bringing his car to the school shop where Brian is also working. Because the school shop is a full auto body shop. Yeah, it's, it's an auto body. <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. Uh, and Brian starts working on the car. And Brad Pitt slides under and is like, motherfucker, you're not touching my car. Without me watching you, which is honestly even nice considering we learn <laughs> that he killed his dad by cutting the brake lines. <laughs> so, yeah, again, Brad is actually being pretty kind here by being like, I'll let you work on it, but I have to watch you. <laughs> um, so Brian is ever I'm sorry to interrupt you. And, yeah. and this is honestly more a question for you. Did you know did we, uh, we might have even talked about this before, but did you know Everywhere Kid from Eastern? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I, I don't remember what he looks like, but I remember the name. Oh, I could never forget. But but his name was Everywhere Kid because, like Brian, he like he's probably the closest proof to a simulation that, that we'll ever get. I, I distinctly remember being in our dorm room, like, describing this kid and Matt Wally being like, <laughs> well, Matt... Uh, Sorry, using government names. Matt W. Uh, was describing this this kid and was like, it was really weird. Like every every classroom, like I walked out of, this kid was just standing in the hallway. And then at the same time, Paul and Danny and I were like, wait, that happened to me too. And they all described the same person. And then outside of our dorm room, everywhere kid was sitting on a bench. And then, and and then that summer, I got a job as an RA. I got a job as an RA, and I had to move in two weeks early. And there wasn't a single soul on campus. There wasn't a soul. Saw nobody. Moved my stuff in. My dad drove up, and somebody double parked so my dad couldn't pull oh, yes, out of this parking spot. And we were there for, for like an extended forty-five minutes. And my dad was like rip roaring mad, being like, "Who the fuck?" Like. The the parking lot and the entire campus was empty, and this car parked directly behind him, so he couldn't back up. And then everywhere kid comes walking around the corner, gets into the car, drives away. It's fucking unbelievable. That is truly an NPC, right? Like that's <laughs> that's an NPC. It's fucking insane. Um, yeah, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever saw him, but I I heard that story everywhere, kid. Everywhere. Dude, calling somebody everywhere kid is so fucking funny. It's like a Hey Arnold name. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe for Patreon we can call Paul and just ask ask his memory of. Oh, Hey-Arnold that kid. would be so fucking good. I've got some other Patreon topics too related, kind of to this. So anyway, uh, Dwight brings his car to the shop, and him and Brian have a little bit of a heart to heart here. He's actually kind of nice. He's actually really nice to Brian again. All things considered, he's being very nice to Brian here, which is talking about the old days when they used to work on cars together. And uh, and Brian drops so casually. He's like, remember the time we worked on my dad's car and we took out that part and we didn't put it back in? He doesn't say what part. He just says that part. 
uh, and didn't put it back in. And that's when Dwight's <laughs> Dwight's like, yeah, like don't beat yourself up. It was an accident. And he's like, oh no, it wasn't an accident. Like I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to kill my dad. And you're like, it's, oh, it's shot. <laughs> that's not the most insane thing that he says here. <laughs> What's that? Because he's like, because like Sean said, he's like, oh, I, that wasn't an accident. I meant to kill my dad. And then he follows it off with being like, I'll never forget what you once told me. Righty tighty, lefty loosey. <laughs> and Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt plays it seriously too. And he's like, that's right, buddy. That's right. He's like, yeah. right. he's like, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> what the fuck? You learned that in like second grade. <laughs> Dude, Logan knows it. Dude, Logan can say it right now. Dude, dude, that I forgot about that part. I almost wrote it down, and I was like, uh, I was just taking too many notes. So I was like, fuck it. That's so fucking funny, dude. He's like, dude, and Joe's cadence is dead on. He he says it so seriously, and it's so romanticized. Like, just like, boy, I can't remember the best life advice I ever got from my best friend in the whole world. Righty tighty, lefty loosey. And Brad's laugh is like, oh God, we were so, we were, we were just a couple scamped. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> that. That honestly should define their friendship if they both thought so highly of that fact. Or like that Brad thought he came up with it. Like Brad's like, God, I can't believe you remember I said that. <laughs> Sage wisdom. Uh, that was fucking nuts. Hey, not as crazy as where we cut to next, which is the fucking bog where Paula's dad is still alive and covered in mud. And now this man who could not get up, he was dying in a bog. Left for dead. Left for dead is now walking, <laughs> walking, walking. And he will continue hasn't to eaten, walk. Hasn't eaten in days. Hasn't drank in water in days. You know what's funny too is like this movie. If you if you really look at this movie, it spans a long period of time. They constantly it's they're burning through days. Like it's day after day after day. It, it this guy they is, break into they break in to get the files at night. night they're at the yeah. hot dog stand. They have the night basketball game that we just watched. Yeah. It, there's so many days in, in this movie. That this guy is out there starving to death. <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. Um, Which makes the, the the last scene even funnier because oh, that that is a healthy, like very with it man. <laughs> you're very with it, very with it. Um, back at the school, our vice principal, who has been in a few scenes, but again, nothing notable. I honestly didn't think anything was going to happen. Uh, she is killed by getting her face smashed against a copier. And we see copies coming out of her face, and they're great. I actually, again, cool. like, I think yeah. that's really well done. Also, um, and right before she is killed, uh, Billy tells her that he would rather suck donkey dick than do what she says. Yeah, which was a weird play because he really wasn't in trouble. Again, not this kid can't get out of his own fucking way. Which, I, and again, like to what me and Joe are saying, like. It's not even about him getting out of his own way because he is the fucking killer and he's just acting like it the entire time. So the whole time you're like, well, it's got to be him. Like every time you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, it's for sure him. Like <laughs> it's only when he's not in a scene where you're like, oh, it could be Brad. It could be this guy. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the only true. time. And as soon as you see him, you're like, no, it's fucking this idiot. Like it's going to be this fucking asshole. Like no surprise here. Um, 
which like again they don't even there's so many ways they could have done this anyway it doesn't matter um dwight who's brad i don't know if i mentioned that but i i intertwine their names um dwight finds the dead vice principal and screams for help and then sees brian and again these two were just like Righty tighty lefty Lucy brother. Yeah. And, and now Brad is like immediately. This piece of shit murdered her. <laughs> Dude immediately accuses him and runs after him. Chases him. Chases him out of the school to the point where the police are now searching for this guy with bloodhounds and helicopters. And those one of those dogs finds Paula's dad, who's who is who's <laughs> sitting down, and he's found a snack to eat, and then the dog eats the snack out of his hands, and Gene Parmesan's like, "Go tell somebody to help me." <laughs> Dude, the way he says "help" is so funny. Help. <laughs> I don't know why they included that in this movie, but I absolutely fucking love it. Um. Anyway, so. Paula, in this process, finds some evidence in her dad's office uh, of the Brian case, including a tape recording that they listened to. And as Joe mentioned, is fucking nuts. The way Paul's dad is dictating it for somebody else, I guess, to write up. That's what it sounds like, like a doctor does. And he's like. Tell him I want this kid absolutely fucking murdered. And he's like, well, maybe not murdered. How about uh, fucking decimated? And you're like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck is this guy? I want this person put away for the rest of his fucking life. But hey, guess what? Turns out the guy was fucking right. So I don't know why <laughs> these scenes exist. And um, Paula runs back to school with all this paperwork and is like about to break this news to Dwight and she's like look at this paperwork and read along with me and we have to do a read along live with her where they're reading this court document and you're thinking it's gonna be like show that her dad like framed Brian or something for the murder or you know just needed a scapegoat for the murder so they gave it on Brian Yeah. no Brian admits to doing it in the fucking police report. And then he's like, uh, some guy taught me how to cut the brake lines. And they're like, who? And he, his answer is, I would never rat on a friend. And then the police were must have just been like, well, that's it. <laughs> can't, interview, can't interview anyone else. Because he probably, this guy's got so many friends, it would be hard to track down which friend he's talking about that taught him how to cut brake lines. And also... Also, that's not... No, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. And well, you, uh, show someone where the brake line is. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Brad was like, "This is how you cut a brake line to kill somebody." Kill your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was like, "This is the brake line for the brakes." Yes. <laughs> so yeah, not not exactly. But Paula shows him this in a way that's like, "You piece of shit, Dwight. Like, how could you fucking do this?" And but like, lady. Brian killed his fucking dad. <laughs> Kid murdered his fucking father. It's fucking crazy. Um, but we do start getting more Dwight red herrings at this point. So, like, I guess that that break line thing was supposed to be more of a red herring in terms of Dwight. Um, 
being a killer. Because in the next scene, he gets into it with his gym teacher (laughs) and pulls out a bow and arrow and fucking points it at his gym teacher's head, which is nuts. Yeah. And then him and his gym teacher doing screaming fuck you at each other, giving each other the <laughs> finger. <laughs> Dwight, because he has to do a makeup gym class and Dwight shows up and goes, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. And then the gym teacher's like, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck, well fuck you. And Brad Pitt's like, you can't fucking say that to me. <laughs> that was like, honestly, an all time scene for me. <laughs> Oh, my God. Brian shows up to Paula's house that night while she's fucking naked. He just enters the house. And everyone's fine with this for some reason. And Brian reveals that he he didn't want to kill his dad. He just wanted to hurt him. Which, hey, fun fact, Paula, that's still a crime. Still insane. Still insane. <laughs> and f- for, for, for everything that we know... He only spent five years in a psych ward for murdering his own dad. Like, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't call it a deal, but like, he got out pretty early is what I'm trying to say. He's in high school yeah. still. He did did not do anything to his life other than everyone being like, you killed your dad. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it. But they do find a picture while they're together of the the vice principal being murdered and also a hand in the picture wearing Dwight's ring. Dwight's ring. Yes. Dwight's ring. Um so that's that. And now Brian is just spying on everyone. Uh but he's never spying on the killer for some reason. Uh but uh wait, what was I going to say? Oh. I wrote principal but I meant gym teacher, the gym teacher while he's waiting for Dwight to get ready for the makeup gym class is, (laughs) is jumping on a trampoline. This is a fucking amazing kill. Although it could have been better if he, he went down ass first, I would have been more excited because he big hitch doing those nimble ass jumps on the trampoline. It was killing me in those tiny little (laughs) black shoes. (laughs) They looked like tap shoes. Like, Shay's size on his feet. Um, <laughs> yeah, the gym teacher's jumping on this trampoline, just having a ball, but he keeps like falling on his butt. And we see the killer POV where he's holding an American flag and it starts playing like patriotic music in the background. And he sticks the fucking flagpole up the trampoline while he's coming down and impales him. And I thought for sure it was going to go through his butt, but it didn't, unfortunately. Right, because he, he landed on his butt. He belly like bell- 900 times before, he, every, every time before that, but now he doesn't. Belly flopped onto a trampoline, everyone's favorite move on a trampoline. <laughs> Literally the one thing you don't do on a trampoline, fucking belly flop. Uh, so yeah, dead, dead, donezo. And Paula is, why just... Paula running away at this point. Uh, so they sneak into the school. The janitor is attacking both of them. Just oh, that's murder. right. 
I forgot about that. The janitor is really hot and bothered all the time. So, yeah, he sees Brian and Paula and is like, fucking murderer, and chases them around. So, Paula's running away and in the process finds the dead bodies of Colleen and Gary, uh, confirming that. But now Dwight is also chasing her, being like, let me in, Paula, let me in. So, you have all these red herrings kind of chasing her, which is cool. I kind of dug that. And and then uh, um, the math teacher, who's been a prick this entire fucking movie... Honestly, I was like, oh, it could be him, I guess. That would could be, be him. That would yeah. be a real swerve, but like, because we didn't get a lot about him, but we do know he's miserable and just a fucking dickhead. And he hates Dwight and he kind of hates Brian now. So it made sense. So she runs into the, the math teacher who's like, don't worry, I'll take care of you. But anytime they go into a room, man talk is playing. And the killer, we see the killer purposefully switching which room it's playing in. So he's only playing it in the rooms they're in, which I don't know how he would know that. (laughs) There's no cameras anyway, but it's fine. He's playing it in every room, but they go into one other room and they find a math problem (laughs) and it's going to tell them which door to take to solve it. And for some reason, the math teacher cannot solve this for whatever reason. And that you, you start being like, okay, it's him. It's him. It's him. And then suddenly he's like, no, I got it. It's one. It's door one. Why don't you go through it? And you're like, fuck, it's him. It's, he's going to get fucking, he's going to get her. Um, no, he opens door one and he takes an ax to the fucking face. Yes. Love it. A plus. And then who steps in but our killer, Brian. Which we all <laughs> so anti-climate. It is like, oh yeah, of course it's him. Honestly, it was so obvious that once they revealed it, I was like, well, maybe he just killed this one guy and he's gonna tell us that there's still another killer. <laughs> uh, but he didn't. And he says he didn't account for different time zones. Um and at this point, Brian goes off the rails in terms of dialogue to a point where I'm not sure a human actually wrote his dialogue moving forward in this movie. Um it's so bizarre and he's basically very jealous of Dwight furious that Paul is with her um and is like will you go out with me <laughs> Paul's like what the fuck and he says he spent the last five years of his life alone thanks to your father the first person to label me a murderer um and then he starts talking about killing people through space and time and future killings and past killing it is babble it is babble and then he ends it with saying i like you paula really i do so don't take it personally when i kill you i'm just doing my job because i'm one hell of a guy a yankee doodle kill or die yeah the fuck does that mean what the fuck he says it Again. He oh, again. he doubles down on that. He doubles down on that. I was like, man, that's dumb. And then he says it, <laughs> he says it again very clearly. And you're like, oh, no, I did not mishear that. I did not. Nope. That That is what they wanted to say. They wanted to say that. They really wanted to say that. But thankfully, Dwight saves them. Um, he comes through. Uh, they have a game of chase where Brian is just chasing him with the axe. Uh, they run into the science room, which we already talked about, where 
Dwight tries to create the sodium bomb and it doesn't work. And then he's that's where he doubles down and he says, you're a Yankee doodle lady too? You two must kill or die. Uh, it turns out the sodium was just a rock, so that doesn't matter. Uh, then they get to the shop room where Dwight and Brian have a full-out brawl. And I think we'll save this for Patreon, the, 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 a, a wrench-off story. But uh, they have a grinder-off, a hand grinder-off. Uh, where, they, where Brian and Dwight get two fucking hand grinders and are going toe-to-toe. That's honestly terrifying. That's honestly like... Oh, like a fucking grinder. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like you'd rather get cut with like a fucking sharp knife than a butter knife. You know, <laughs> one of those situations. It's like, ah, dude, I would take anything. I, give me any fucking saw blade over a fucking grinder. Like, that would just fucking kill. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would suck. Um, Brian catches Dwight, though, and tells him if he kills Paula, he'll let him live. Brian does not, or Dwight does not oblige. And Brian puts his head in a vice and he says, you, you determine Dwight's fate. One twist right and I make it tight. Twist it back. Dude. It makes bones crack. That's Bringing back righty tighty. And it doesn't even make sense. You're not even saying no, it, it right. <laughs> you said, turn it, twist it right, makes it tight. Twist right. it back. Would make the bones crack. Should make the it should right. loosen it, but it would it would yeah they would free they'd be free. Guy's a fucking idiot, guys. <laughs> dude, no wonder he thought righty tidy lefty loosey was so smart. He actually doesn't know. Is that supposed to be a joke? I don't. There's no way. There's no way. Right. Uh. Anyway, Paul says she'll do whatever he wants as long as she doesn't kill Dwight, and she tricks him, grabs a hammer, and fucking brains him. Hammers hanging out of his head. It's fucking amazing. Wait, wait. Let's. let's I'm sorry. I don't want to gloss over the trick part. She she tricks him by just being like, "Close your eyes, and I'll give you <laughs> give you a surprise." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. it. Does yeah, he does. does. And she brains him <laughs> with the fucking hammer. Um, and then she says, "No more fucking around with my emotions." That that's what you're concerned about. This guy's been trying to fucking kill you for the last thirty minutes. Don't you ever play with my emotions again? He is trying to kill you, Paula. <laughs> He's killed many people Paula, that you, yeah. you care about. <laughs> you are in danger. You are in grave fucking danger. <laughs> um, but she shoves Brian into some machinery and killing him. Uh, and then the janitor shows up, I guess, to clear up his fucking bad attitude. And he's like, I'd, cl- I'd clean up any mess for you, little lady. The fuck? Well, the, alert the authorities, you <laughs> fucking moron! <laughs> I'd clean up any mess for you. Um, the cops show up, and Dwight is kind of like, "No, like I, I told you so." And we cut back to Paul's dad, who's walking all the way home. And remember how I, I, I mentioned this specifically. This man traveled to a place where they were like fucking city slickers, and he has walked. All the way back home. <laughs> he is back in his Again, neighborhood. After not eating, not drinking. Being shot in the it, chest. It, it, it be, being maimed. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. That is so fucking crazy. Um, 
<laughs> Dude, honestly, quite honestly, sitting in a fucking bog for several days, just letting your open wound get fucking infected with fucking bog it, water. <laughs> and it, get, dude, getting hypothermia. He had the capability to stand up and just decided to lay in the bog. <laughs> Until he just got sick of it. <laughs> Lazy fuck. Um, but Paul and Dwight, you know, are ending the movie by driving away. And uh, as they're driving, they see her dad. And she's like, that's my dad. But guess what? The brake lines are cut. And that was uh, Brian's kill of the future thing that he referenced before, which no one was thinking of. And Paula had to like explicitly tell us the audience in this moment where she was like, remember when he said that thing about future killing? That was weird, huh? <laughs> and then his brake lines are out. <laughs> and uh, Brad almost kills him, but swerves out of the way. And her dad is, her dad walks up and is like, that fucking little shit, Brian, I'm gonna, we gotta give him the fucking chair. And she's like, don't worry, dad, we took care of it. He's, he's dead. And he's like, oh, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing out of school cutting class? And then freeze frame on her face being like, whoops. Which is because that's that's the last thing he says to her in the beginning, and that's the last thing he says to because when he leaves for his trip, he says, "Just don't be cutting no class," and And that's 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 her that's her callback at the end. That's our big finale. Our big finale was uh, she did cut class, although she's wearing a a Paula's face because I don't think classes were going on because. They were, they were, dude. They were because everyone was murdered, and, and they held, they held like a, a, a conference with with <laughs> Roddy McDowell's character. <laughs> oh, it's fucking amazing. Um, that's a plus, and that is cutting class. Would you recommend it? Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think I would. You did. It's a good cast. A young Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's definitely not like the piece of shit Brad Pitt's first movie type of thing that you've read about. Like, that's what I had read when I saw that Brad Pitt was in it. I was like, oh, fuck, this is that movie like that fucking piece of shit Brad Pitt started to start his career. And it was fine. And Brad Pitt was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. And that's it um, for this week. Thank you all so much. Um if you can support us, patreon.com slash I hate horror. We have a poll up right now for our Patreon members uh, for the live show. I think it, so it's between Teen Wolf Prowler and the Prowler. And I think the Prowler is overwhelmingly winning right now, or at least that's what it was when I saw. Um, so get on there and vote if you want to choose that. Um, and that that live show is coming up. Is that next week? No. Is it next week? No, the one after. No, I think it is next week. Oh, oh, when this comes out, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the sixteenth, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm all fucked up. Um. So yeah, so that yeah, Prowler is winning seventy one percent of the votes. Wow. So it looks like we're doing the Prowler, but go on in there and try and vote <laughs> for Dean Wolf. You know what? I'll vote for Teen Wolf, too. I'll throw that in there. Um, I love me some Teen Wolf. Which one would you rather do? The Prowler. You would like to do The Prowler. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, I love I, Teen Wolf. But if we were going to do Teen Wolf, I would want to do Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 as, like, 
a back-to-back episode. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen Teen Wolf 2. Oh, it fucking sucked. <laughs> it's bad, dude. I just Patrick don't know Arrow. how you recast Michael J. Fox. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> it's uh, Bateman. It's the guy from Ozark. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, fucking weird. Um, also, we have the merch store up. Uh it's the horror show store.com or you can go to I hate horror.com to get there. And again, our live show in Tampa Bay, October 7th, 7 PM at the Tampa Bay brewing company. We'll be doing Halloween two there. Come on down. Spookala, uh, horror conventions there that weekend. Also 10 minutes away from the venue. So you can easily get there through an Uber, probably fucking walk. I don't know how rough and tough the, the Ybor streets are, but I imagine they're pretty friendly. It seems like a fucking party town. Seems like R.I.P. where Jimmy Buffett might have hung out. That's one of those? I don't know. I think so. I made that up. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tampa seems like... I think Tampa's like a party place. I mean... Did you... The Tampa fans went nuts when they won the Super Bowl. Listen, listen, I'm not, I, I have no knowledge of Ybor City, but I'm just going to say when I typed in is Ybor, the first thing that all auto filled was is Ybor City dangerous. And then there's a whole blurb about how you should not be walking there at nighttime when you click on it. <laughs> uh, sick, 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 sick. So. Drive to the <laughs> drive to the venue and lock your car. So I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Why bore till I die bore, baby? Oh, new merch drop <laughs> for the show. I, I might make them just to bring down there. <laughs> Please, I'll buy one myself. But no one will understand because they'll just be like Ebor till I. D- <laughs> E board till I D board, dude. Make two shorts. Wait, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> take it, take out either one. E board till I D board. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. That's so stupid. <laughs> Just an alliteration. Uh, come, come buy, come buy some merch. Yeah, so buy some merch. Um, and then yeah, we did the live show plug, and that's it. That's it. We got, we got. Use the DraftKings code. I forget the code for it. It's like, because uh, we got betting going on. Code Use code horror show to get 200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5. Do that for sure. It's such a good fucking deal. And uh, we will have Patreon picks very soon. You'll, you'll, you'll hear Joe and I hashing out some football picks to give you, give you guys some uh, insider tips on betting lines. <laughs> And we'll do that. We'll try and get that out uh, right around the time this drops. So, um, and that's it, guys. So, thank you. Thanks to Joe. Facebook.com slash I hate horror, I hate horror.com, and Instagram at I hate horror. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that is a wrap. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I die, 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 I